0: Hello and welcome to the Hub Systems podcast, the voice of man's Model Moments, the blog of the various ramblings on the modelling and gaming antics of my son and I. My name is Alex Mann, and with me is my son, Oscar. Hello. In this episode, we'll be covering our first impressions on Wild West Exodus. we put together the models, uh, for the most part. Some of them we haven't quite finished, basically because of ease of painting. And also talking a little bit about some of the... The rules and stats. Uh, not a massively exhaustive look because we haven't played the game yet, but this is really just our first impressions of the game. First, though, we're going to look at what we've been doing over the past week, which will be fairly short because because last week was late. It's only been a few days <laughs> since we recorded for last time. So, what have you been up to in the last couple of days, Oscar? Uh,
1: not much at all. I've been gaming as always. Uh, so I've been playing XCOM and The Unknown still, which is a uh... Pretty good. It's very irritating though because I'm losing XCOM people all the time and I keep forgetting to save my game. But uh,
0: so you have to keep going back. I have to keep going back. We've
1: been watching a couple of new films out recently. So there's the new James Bond film. I went to watch. Which you liked, yeah? Yeah, it was really, really good. It was very good actually. I preferred it. It was better than a uh, Skyfall, I think.
0: I just think Skyfall went on too long. Skyfall I could have split into two films.
1: Yeah. Well. It wasn't really James Bondy. I mean, yeah it was, but I mean, he didn't know how to do the spy thing that half will film, did he?
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, for me, I've been playing a lot of Fallout 4, mm. so I'm now level 24, I think, just last night, it's a lot of fun, Get... I've done a lot of side quests, because I think your friend Jimmy's completed the main quest, hasn't he? Yeah, he's completed the but main quest. But he didn't event. do any of the side bits. Well, uh, a few, but you know, not yeah. majorly. I'm the opposite. I've I'll do. I'll get distracted and go every which way. i kind of. I've got to go to the, glow, the glowing sea uh, for the main one, but otherwise, I'm looking at fish markets and going and saving people from ghouls and fish markets. All kinds of stuff. yeah, yeah. There's all there's all kinds of stuff in, uh, in Fallout Four. One of the things we have done that we didn't mention last time is been watching or catching up on our episodes of the series two or season two of The Leftovers. Oh, my God. And the last one was just...
1: It was horrible. Oh. It was like, I don't know how we're going to pick up from
0: this. Yeah. I mean, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the latest episode of The Leftovers, um, cover your eyes now. <laughs> is. Yeah, well, that's, they know what I mean. But Kevin's dead. Well, One of the main characters. He's been in it from the very beginning. He was like, okay, I'm going to cure you. And he just, like, gives him But you have to die.
1: Poison. And he just sweeps it down.
0: How long does this stuff take? To...
1: And then he just sort of dies on the floor, and the guy who was meant to bring him back to life just pulls out a gun, and shoots
0: himself. himself. Yeah. So we were kind of just there with our jaws dropping.
1: Yeah. Oh, it was like, can't help. How is this going to progress?
0: <laughs> so that's been uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Okay, so let's get to uh, Wild West Exodus. So as we said. Uh, Over the past few days, I've been putting together the models, and they are pretty amazing. Very, very good. I think it is a little bit like Spartan Games with their renders. They just really do not show how good the models are. I was pretty underwhelmed with some of the renders, both on on the box and sort of on the website, but they really don't do justice to the models themselves. Not only that, how well together they're well, how well they're thought out in terms of how you're going to put them together is pretty amazing as well. I mean, there's a heavy weapons guy, I think you mentioned last time, constructed him, uh, glued his arms together, but didn't glue them onto the model because it would be difficult to paint. And you can just put his arms on and it stays there. You don't even need to glue it. So really, really nicely designed in that way. So you've got some of your guys here, Oscar.
1: I do. Because
0: I think we've sort of automatically gravitated towards the two factions, haven't we? Yeah. Just from looking at them and the stats and stuff. Some of the things that. Although I don't think it's a kind of you're going to have that faction, I'm going to have this faction. I think it's. Well, well maybe we'll, we'll, we'll see later on. <laughs> but you've got there the the outlaws. I do, and uh, I'm
1: holding at the moment two models, uh, one of the close combat hired hands and one of the uh, long range hired hands, and they are very very nice, very These... cool models. Every model is unique, which is probably what I think is the best about it, so you're not going to find the same guy twice.
0: And tons of character. I mean, that guy's there, he's doing the uh, little bit where you pull back the, the back of the gun with your other hand. Very. His
1: coat is uh, swaying behind him in the wind like he's walking forward slowly. And I have another close combat one here who is, um looks like he's sort of Going in a bit sneakily and he's holding what appears to be some sort of machete or really long knife. Huge knife. He's got a bandana on, he looks very sneaky. I've got another uh, hired hand, but he is a long-ranged one. And he's sort of wearing a suit and a bowler hat. He's sort of standing up tall and he's just holding his rifle over his shoulder.
0: Very clockwork orange, he is. (laughs) Very
1: cool, I will be looking forward to playing with them.
0: Yeah, whereas my guys, um, easily distinguishable because they've got a big star on them. But very characterful poses. I've got a long range guy here sighting down his rifle, um, sort of stepping forward as he does so. Guy with two pistols, he's obviously shooting one and about to bring the other one up to shoot. A guy who's just crossing his arms, sort of. He could be in a, a rap group. <laughs>
1: Thanks <laughs> <laughs> for ruining the game, Dad. Uh,
0: another one just holding onto his belt. So. It is very characterful, very much like you know the Western movies that uh, were very popular when I was a child, um, and the kind of comic book outlaws, lawmen kind of kind of feel to it. So the models are absolutely brilliant. Uh, I mean, I think I don't think I've seen moulding as good as this anywhere else. Uh, it's easily as good as Games Workshop. The way that they're constructed, again, easily as good as Games Workshop. Better. So in terms of fit. Yeah, it, well, they're perfect. but We didn't find a single model that had any difficulties in construction throughout all 28 models. And the other thing was the two were they heavy support or light support? Light support. The two bike things. Must admit, we weren't terribly keen on the look of, were we? No, Especially I mean, I the
1: thought, outlaws. I thought the outlaw one was going to be disgusting.
0: Yeah, it, it, sort, of, it sort of looked fat and short and a bit stupid looking. <laughs> My cartoon. My like, I thought the grid
1: bit looks like it's taken up the whole front of the...
0: Yeah. But actually, when we put them together, they're much... The render seem to have truncated them and made them look short and fat and the thickness of the part's much thicker. And they're not like that. Yes, they're quite cartoony, but that's kind of the style of the whole game. But actually, they look pretty cool. Mm, very, very cool. I mean, the the Interceptor, the the Lawman bike is is really nice very long very cool sleek looking the guy is hunched over it like he's hunched over a kawasaki sports bike or something the outlaws sort of flying jet bike thing is much more sort of sit up and beg kind of harley style it's got chained a
1: goat skull Cow skull. cow skull sorry yeah
0: but very very cool um so we like the models a lot so that's a that's a good start and i think they'll paint up really really nicely
1: but again, very
0: difficultly.
1: There is the price of beautifully detailed models when it comes to painting.
0: Well, it's the I want to make the best of this kind of feel, isn't it? You don't want to feel yes, like definitely. you're screwing it up by application of your paint.
1: I, I feel like that though. I feel like I'm going to ruin
0: it. Yeah. I don't think so. The bullets aren't going to enjoy painting with, you know. Well, speaking of harleys, there's a bike going past our house. So, in terms of the. The rules and the models, we've. One of the things that we both quite like about Wild West Exodus is the fact that you have cards. Yes, so nice cards. You have stack cards for your guys. Uh, you use dry white marks on these. I think we might laminate these, actually. Yeah. That might be a good idea. Um, just help them with their longevity. I know you could buy pockets for them you and know, everything, but That's I think it. laminating just do just a good That's job. It, yeah. And the nice thing is about the Hide Hands card is that it has five damage tracks, so you can use one card for all, you're not sort you're of... not having loads of
1: cards, which yeah, is really irritating.
0: They'll be very fiddly. Um, whereas the guys, you know, at least the bulk of your force, they're the random guys that don't have names that will get shot first. don't have surnames. <laughs> yeah, like the security guys in Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, random security guy number one, go and check through that door. Yeah. so we're gonna go through a couple of cards. we're just gonna go through the bosses uh, just to give you an idea. I've had a very cursory flick through the rules, and um doesn't look to be very many stupid things, if any, so that's a good thing. so we I think the the worst thing about Wild West Exodus that I've noticed, which I think um Lang and Nathan and JD gamercast picked up on as well, is. What they call things. You have your stats here, and it's Q, A, P, M, P, A, S, A, and
1: C. And I automatically thought, well, M for movement, A for attack, S for strength.
0: And it's not. And it's not, no. It is Q for Quickness instead of movement. And it doesn't have an inch. If that had five inches, then that might be a bit of a clue. AP action points, that's Ooh, kind of fairly standard. M is, marksmanship. M is marksmanship, which is not intuitive at all. Ooh. PA is physical ability, which again you would think S for strength would have been a better one. Uh, then you have an S, which is for strikes, which is the number of times you attack in close combat. Again, just an A there would have been fine. Then you have an A, which is your armor. Which could be AM. <laughs> or defence, or it could be all kinds of things. And then you have C, which is courage. courage. Which is fairly. Which, you know, is neither here nor there, really. But, you know, it's a very odd choices um, for actually what are we going to put as our letter. But with all games, I'm pretty sure we'll get the hang of it pretty quickly. I I think with a bit of play, it will, like you say, not not be a problem. So you then have a little picture of you guys. We'll put Copies of these, and also some of the models. Uh, and I actually show building one of the the models. Uh, I think one of the outlaw range guys uh, on the on the blog uh, on the website. So um, I won't give out the address, but if you look at man's model moments on Google, you'll find it very easily. So you can see pictures of this as well. So I'll put pictures of the cards on. So you have a picture of the guy who's involved, and then you have a damage track, which they call lifeblood other than hit points or something that's been in the industry for years, we will invite a completely new one. But that's quite nice. So the idea is you just put off those little circles with a uh, with a dry white marker. As I say, we'll probably laminate these to, to increase the longevity of them. Then you have all well, the stats down the right-hand side, and you also have the weapons that that, that character is carrying. So I have Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday as my boss and underboss, and then you get, in the starter set, Five long range hide hands, five close combat hide hands, uh, a heavy support weapon or a light support, which is a heavy weapon, and a light support uh, interceptor, um, you know, sort of like bike, larger model type thing. You get equivalent, I, I get exactly the same, but uh, but your guys are actually slightly different and also slightly cheaper.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So, one of the things we noticed on the deputies. Is that they will have armor, your guys, your oh, my guys Don't. don't. Uh,
1: with the outlaws, it appears that my good guys have all the good stuff.
0: <laughs>
1: as as it is, sort of tough, you know. It's like I'm top of this, so
0: I'm getting all the good stuff. Yeah, which is then for yourself. Which does not remind me of Fallout 4 again. You know, it's like the amount of stuff you end up collect, collecting and carrying. The people yeah. who help you kind of give a couple of bits to the good to stuff. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you want them to be able to fight, but you don't want them to take all your good stuff. Exactly. So. So we're just going to go through a couple of the cards. Uh, Why don't we start with the bosses? Indeed. So you have...
1: I have Jesse James, the outlaw boss.
0: Um, Whereas I have Wyatt Earp. And of course, the characters are based on real people. So uh, I think they've tried to capture the the flavour of that. Certainly they have with Doc Holliday, who's my other boss. uh, So he's $200, Jesse James is? Yeah, mine's just a little bit more expensive, $205.
1: There's not much difference in that, I'm guessing. Uh, he's got an influence of four, which is much better than your influence. Yeah,
0: I've only really got an influence of two. And the way that influence works is you have a pool of influence for your entire posse. So your pool, if you had your boss and boss would be what, five? Five, yeah. Mine would be three. And the way it works is if, if you've got an important role, so if I shot Jesse James and you really need to make that armor save because otherwise I'm going to kill him, then you can commit influence to that. So you might commit three of your influence tokens to that. And what that does is each one of those allows you to re-roll a single dice. So on your armour, which is two. two, say you rolled a three and a, a one, you might say, okay, I'm going to re-roll the one, and re-roll it, and you get a four, and you say, okay, I'm going to re-roll a three, you re-roll that and get a six, and then that means that he's okay. He's okay completely. That's so cool, that's yeah. It's really it's really nice mechanics. It allows you to influence certain strategically important events in the game. I
1: guess you've got to keep it for stuff that happens later on. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. If you use all your
0: influence early on, it's not um, it replenishes every turn. But if you use it early on in the turn, and then somebody saves their big guys to last and shoots load of your guys, and you've got no chance to defend it, that's where the tactics come in. So I, I like that. I don't like the fact that my influence is half of yours. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so. Jesse, Jesse James is obviously a bit uh, he's a bit luckier, a bit more influenced than the wider, he's a bit straighter. It would seem that way. So, on the main stats, my quickness is only four, so I've got a four inch movement.
1: Whereas mine is six, so yes. where are I? I'm a
0: bit quicker. Speedier. I've got four action points.
1: Whereas I only have three action
0: points. So I'm a bit more, not racing into things, but I can choose to do more stuff. My marksmanship is three plus. Uh, but so is mine. So, we're both pretty good shots. My physical ability is six
1: plus. Uh, whereas mine is five plus.
0: So, you're a bit tougher. I am a, a, a bit more grizzled.
1: As, as an outlaw, you'd expect it.
0: Exactly. My S strikes, strikes is two. Uh, so is mine. Armour, I have three. And I only have two. Options. Yeah. So, again, and the feel of the lawmen is that they're better equipped. They've got better, you know, they all have armour. They've all got standard stuff. And my courage is one plus.
1: My courage is two plus.
0: So I mean, one plus is as good as you can get in this game, uh, I believe, just from a quick flick over the rules. So Wyatt, Earp, you know, he's pretty unshakable. Jesse James is, I mean, two. He's pretty oh yeah, yeah. Uh... And I guess there will be things that influence that through the game. We don't really know about all that yet, but just we're just comparing basic stats, and these are both top of the line guys, aren't they? Yeah. Now, in terms of equipment, what your what's your guy got? Well.
1: My guy's main weapons are hyper velocity pistols.
0: Vis velocity? Uh, let me
1: say that again. <laughs> hyper velocity pistols, and he's got two of those. They have a range of 18, a power of 10, and a rate of fire of 2. So he can fire two in one action.
0: Yeah, whereas I have a shotgun, which has an 11 inch range. It's a 12 power, rate of fire is only 1, but it does have special walls of fire. And RJ 1027, which is the special chemical compound that uh, that is used in in this alternate universe, much like element 270 in uh, Dystopian Legions and Dystopian Wars and Spartan.
1: I also have, sorry, my special rules for his pistols are accurate, and he's got RJ 1027 as well.
0: Yeah. So I think the the power of these, again, what you're doing when you roll and you hit something, you roll a d10 for your armor save. So say you've got 6 on your armor save. You add your armor value, which would be 2, that would be 8. And then you're subtracting the power. So you, any negative number takes away lifeblood. So the better, bigger number your power is, the, the better your weapon. A rate of fire, as you said, the number of times you get to use that with a single action. So uh, having a rate of fire of 2 is, or higher is pretty good. Pretty good as well, yeah. Because you're also not restricted to your targets. Again, just on a, a cursory look at the rules. What other weapons do you have?
1: Well, uh instead of firing both my hypervelocity pistols, I can substitute uh shooting them for a heat blast ammo shot, which counts as a two-hand uh weapon. It's got a range of twenty-four, its power is fourteen, and it's got a rate of fire of one. It uses this uses the special blast template, it's got RJ ten twenty seven uses thermite rounds so I'm assuming that's sort of his special shot
0: yeah and it doesn't sound good
1: yeah it sounds amazing
0: <laughs> whereas I alternatively have the peacemaker which is obviously his uh, his pistols 24 inch range it's accurate power 9 rate of fire two so that looks pretty good I've also got an iron shield now that only has a one inch range um, it is basically handheld um, power of seven rate of fire of one, but it's armor piercing and has stun. So he's got this great big, thick iron shield which he's got on his back on the model but he can obviously use it in close combat as well. Doesn't sound very nice.
1: Whereas in terms of uh, close combat for me, I've got uh, iron fists because Jesse James has appeared appeared, as a uh, a cyborg, cyborg arms. They've only got a range of half an inch. They've got a power of nine though and a rate of fire of one. And then they have stun, and I also have a Bowie knife, which is a range of one, power of six, and rate of fire of two, and it's got an infected blade. So he sounds like he's a trickster in a way.
0: Yeah, he sounds nasty. My only additional weapon is thermite grenades. Only, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> One-handed thrown, range of six inches, power of eight, and have the special thermite round. Again, don't know about, about that. The other thing is, all of the cards have. On the reverse of the special rules, even the really lowly hired hands have special rules. Although they tend to be the sort of generic special rules that most people have. Things like close work, which is uh, where you can use pistols when you engage in close combat, which seems to be a fairly common one. Whereas Wyatt Earp, uh, well, both Wyatt Earp and Jesse James have the unique rules, so you can only have one of them, which is pretty obvious. I have my defensive shield. Uh, where I gain the benefits of intervening terrain and taking cover against ranged attacks, because obviously he's got his big iron shield strapped to his back when he's not using it to whack people with. Also I've got something called Family Blood. Now I don't have, obviously this is a starter set, we don't have other models, but obviously there are other herbs. There were other herbs in history there are obviously in this game. And if one of those is injured within six inches off you, you basically get to make a free attack against whoever shot them.
1: Which so, doesn't sound very nice. It's don't like shoot a, my family. It's like a free <laughs>
0: kind of overwatch awesome. kind of attack. So especially when he's got Wyatt's shotgun, which is looks pretty lethal. He can also use his shield basically with two strikes, because he's obviously got two uh, strikes in his profile, close combat profiles. He can combine those into a single one, basically use both his hands on his shields, maximally in the face with it, and the power goes up to 10. That's lethal. That's lethal. Yeah. Um, and then he also has final roll of it's something called forward echelon, uh, which all of the lawmen faction have. Which is basically if they're all in base-to-base base contact with the moving, they get plus two armor. So they're kind of protecting each other, moving as a posse, which is again very nice thematic sort of little special rule there. Uh, and that is Wyatt Earp, two hundred five dollars. It's a lot of money, but he's, he's he looks pretty good.
1: Jesse James has also got quite a few special rules, which I am really really liking. So uh, he's got Unique and Close Work, which uh, where you can use your pistols in close combat. And
0: those pistols are nasty. They so
1: good pistols. He's also got something called Fastest Draw in the West. So this model may perform a quick draw against every model that engages him, and he's not limited to one quick draw per turn. So if your guys try and run in close combat me, I get a free shot before you even get close. Yeah, and those pistols are nasty, so not looking, <laughs> not looking forward to that one at all. Uh, we have the heat blast ammo, which is uh, what I explained earlier. So basically, just swapping out my my ammo. I have aspiring leadership, which is very cool because any models within 12 can use my courage instead of
0: their own. Which is massive and on your hired hands, I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, because their courage is like five plus, and his courage is two plus.
0: Yeah, so five plus is giving you what just over a 50/50, whereas two plus is. Yeah, it's a 90% You know, one on your phone, so and that's like it.
1: A group of fearless lo- outlaws. Right? Well, are they
0: fearless or are they just more scared of him
1: than of anything else? Probably that way. <laughs> and then his last one, which is my favourite. It's called Last Laugh. So when this model has lost, lost his last blood life, but before being removed from the table, he may take one shoot action with any weapon uh, based on its normal stat line. The outcome of this t- attack is resolved, and then the model is removed from play.
0: <laughs> so it's he's going down, and he's just—he's going to take someone down with him. Screw you, Doc Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> which nicely segues into our underbosses, uh, as Doc Holiday is my underboss, and he's got a really nice set of stats. We won't—we won't, won't gonna go slavishly through all of these stats, but he's got uh, a blazer pistol and a mini derringer, both of which are quite. Good, power 8, power 10, the blaze pistol has a whole bunch of special rules. Um, and nicely, he has also the close work rule. He also has a really nice thing. He's got a breather mask, which is quite nice because um, Doc Holiday did suffer all of his life with, uh, with lung problems. Uh, so he's actually immune to gas weapons and, uh, and smoke. Um, he also has nine lives. So when he's reduced to zero lifeblood, I can make a physical ability test, and if it's passed, I will get five life blood back and act as normal. Now, his physical ability, it must be said, is poor because he wasn't in great shape. Old Doc, uh, it is seven plus. But if you think I'm going to spend my influence on that role to make sure he comes back, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um When he's down at, uh, at zero, so that's a really nice little little special rule, very characterful for for Doc Holiday. He's also got gambling man. So the model may use uh, thrown weapons while engaged in melee. Now that might seem nothing, but he also carries the deck of cards, which has range of 6 inches, power of 5, rate of 5 of 4, and it has a special rule called decapitation. So <laughs> I don't know what sort of razor-edged cards he's using, but that, again, Doc Holiday was a renowned gambler, so it's very characterful. I Listen. really like the way they've kind of captured that in these cards in don't, want, don't want to play poker with him, I guess. <laughs> right. oh, you don't want to. Uh, you don't want to beat him. No, 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 that's true. So
1: my underboss is Frank James, which is quite good. I don't know if Jesse James and yes, Frank James related. Are yep. related, but you know it's the Wild West. Um, and he's 135, which is quite decent. He's got an influence of one. Um. And he's quite cool, because he's sort of my long-range guy. I'm going to keep him away, because he's got a Sophie rifle, which is a range of 30, which I believe is pretty much the longest it range of the game. It seems to be the longest range we've seen. Yeah. And it's still got a power of 10 and a rate of fire of 1, and it is armour-piercing. So I'm assuming you don't want to be hit by this thing. Mm. Uh, he's also car- carries his, a pistol and a Bowie knife, and that's about it. But his special rules are what make him what he is. Uh, so he's got unique uh but he's got custom scope which means he may take an aim action for free and he cannot measure the distance uh to enemy targets during his activation as it, as if it was nothing so he's the real marksmanship he knows how far away everything yeah. is he's got got your back so i can shoot into a close combat uh Battle without uh, the plus two marksmanship penalty
0: yeah because just again just on a cursory look of the the rules you can find close combat but obviously gotta be you, more careful. it's difficult because it's a moving melee and if you miss you risk hitting your friends so if you actually miss uh, have a critical miss your opponent can allocate where those hits go so, so oh good. so you've just shot your brother in the head <laughs> whereas he doesn't suffer that penalty and what's his his marksmanship? His marksmanship is 4+. plus. Really. Yeah, so that's a, you know, you're pretty okay. likely to, really likely to, to hit, hit what you want. Uh,
1: he also has steady, which means I treat heavy weapons and two-handed weapons as one-handed weapons, which is interesting, we'll have to see how that plays out, because we don't really know at the moment. He also has trained sniper, which means me is a very good one, actually, because it means he starts on the lookout, which is
0: a very only watch. Yeah. They just called in something years. different just because they do.
1: <laughs> and uh, you can go on overlook by spending one action point. This model may spend an action point as normal on the turn. It goes on out on lookout, uh, but it does not count towards the mon- one model per posse that goes on lookout.
0: Yeah, so this is another little bit that we saw on the on the rules is that effectively only one of your models in your entire group can go on overwatch or lookout, whatever they call it. Um, so having an extra guy could be very you useful. You start the game basically on Overwatch, so it's going to be very advantageous for you to just let me go first, um, because if I move into your line of sight, I can shoot you pew! straight away. And looking through with armor-piercing, thirty-inch-range, nasty rifle.
1: I was looking through the rest of my stats. My heavy weapons guy is a sniper, so effectively I can have two snipers on lookout
0: throughout the game. Yeah, whereas my heavy weapon is a 4 barreled shotgun guy. So you, you appear to be quite close range, actually. Yeah, just looking at it,
1: it does look that way, doesn't it? Or medium, because I sort of do long-range and close-range, but I don't sort of have a, a medium.
0: Yeah, I mean, my deputy long-range guys have 24-inch rifles, but they are fairly standard, although they do have the accurate special rule. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all, Very, all pans nice. out. So, yes, yeah, so from something that we really didn't know anything about. Again, just heard on um, on JD Gamercast as you know Nathan Lang talking about it, and Nathan being very enthusiastic about it. To actually getting the box set eventually after two months, putting the models together, you know, really being impressed with those. We've got everything we need. It's a small skirmish game, so. Looking at the stats and the rules, it looks like it's going to be quite a lot of fun. Uh, it's very characterful, very flavorful. It does sort of draw you into that whole Wild West uh, feel, which is you know, very different from anything we've, we've looked at yeah. before, but quite cool. I mean, straight away we were like uh, getting into the. Kind of <laughs> yeah, we were. <laughs> Take you down, boy! <laughs> sort of very, for all our American listeners, we apologize for the yeah, poor very, impersonation very poor. American. Um, 19th century hours, <laughs> but uh, there you go, there you go. Okay, so that's a, a brief overview of Wild West Exodus. It's a fairly short one from us uh, this week. Next week we're going to be talking about Firestorm Armada and the Invasion uh, ships and System Wars, the commanders. So it's going to be quite a meaty episode. That
1: make up for the last couple of.
0: Yeah, we've had a few weeks where we've been, you know, pretty busy at weekends. We've got friends over family over tomorrow and so we have had fairly restricted yeah. our, with moving and everything as well it's not an ideal, I think we've got a better place now and rhythm we're recording, we seem to have got away from this strange anomaly of uh, of you sounding incredibly quiet on the last um, couple of episodes yeah we don't know what's going on with that you know, I think it was just the acoustics of where we were where we oh, were right, sitting right. before so, so anyway, I think that kind of wraps us up for this week So signing off from the Hub Systems, it's Alex. And Oscar. We'll see you next time.